Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. <laughs> West Cork Beard Company make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great looking beard handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonakilty, West Cork check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie For gooners everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Arsenal videos and podcasts, download the free Gunners app now from the App Store and Google Play. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast, episode 116. Thank God it's over. Thank God it's over. That season can go in the big black bag with the big knot in it and straight in the bin. Good luck. I'm so glad that season is over. Am I looking forward to next season now? I don't know. Um, Good evening to you all in the chat box if you're watching on YouTube. Um, Hello to you all if you're watching on Periscope. There's one watching on Periscope. Uh, Hello to you all if you're watching on Facebook. Um, Get your comments in the uh, the little box here on the side um, that Nigel is moderating. So, 116, episode 116, uh, a 3-2 win against Watford. Let's get the boys introduced and we shall crack on. Dan, how are you doing, sir? Very good. Thanks, Craig. Like you, I am glad this season is done. I have had enough of it. and So, I'm looking forward to the weekend and then it will be a nice little break. And I will not talk about that season again after today. But I'm good, (laughs) mate. I'm good. Mark, how are you all? Paul, Paul Yates. His, uh... <laughs> I, I am good, really good. It is cut final week and I'm buzzing. I've got a hard week at work, lots to do at home, but the reward at the end of it is going to be great, we hope. Come on. The reward at the end of it gets to watch Chelsea put five passes. Harry, how are you, sir? I'm good, mate. I just wanted to ask Paul, if, if you actually changed your name and you've put those letters behind you on the wall? Yeah. <laughs> Paul Yates. Yeah, yeah Paul wow. Yates, just my initials. I've, I've actually had it stamped on the wall, Harry. It doesn't get any more official than that. Graham's a powerful <laughs> man. It's because the passport control have said you're not allowed to apply for another passport. Otherwise, I would have done it all. But, so I thought I'd just bang it on the wall. That'd do. Harry, <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing, mate? 
Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Busy day, but all good. Can't complain. Good, good. And judges with his new track suits up on. Jesus Christ, mate. You got. No, I've, had it. I've, I've, I've had it a little while. I've had this one a little while. But uh, whatever happens today, whatever happens on this podcast, I am not agreeing with Harry once today. Like he's upset me today, like, and that is it. So that is whatever happens. <laughs> if Harry says whatever, I'm against that man today. <laughs> I do not want Gre- I do not like Greece music no more. I don't like it's the funny, film Greece, and I certainly don't like uh, any uh, any any rival of Greece. You know, let me know, and I'm into it. Like, that, you know, because that, that's, that's, is off judge, the menu. judge. That's fine because I'm from Cyprus, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it gets, it gets worse. That's twice. Yeah, what, like, yeah that's a that's a Cypriot. Cheering on Greece when they win in 2004. What a joke. What a muppet. That's all I'm saying. You can't be a great Cypriot. If you're not feeling very well, you need to get a good night's sleep. Go and listen to Harry singing his song. My God, I've had nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? You know what, Judge? You know what? You know what, Judge? Charles, you are not. Judge, <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I didn't think you'd hold a grudge after one joke off air as well. Bloody hell, man! <laughs> oh, he holds the grudge, Harry. Oh my God! Oh, yes. the, oh, the, truth the, the, the truth hurts, Harry. The truth hurts. Yeah, it does, it? <laughs> it does clearly. So we've done the introduction. I'm, 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 I'm all good, though. Thanks, Craig. Thank you. I'm all good. That's good. That's I'm, good. I'm, 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 I'm not right, cool. raring to go for the weekend. Have you finished What's your introduction, up? Graham? <laughs> Graham's not here this evening, obviously. Uh, Graham at work, um, so he's not here, obviously, this evening. Um, yeah, a 3-2 win against Watford. Uh, a 1-0 defeat against Aston Villa. Um, Dan, I, I got a bit of stick on Twitter today, actually, um, for saying that Mikhail Arteta got our defence playing better is a myth. I think it is a myth. People are saying, oh, he's changed the structure, Craig. He's changed the structure. Yeah, he's changed the structure. But let's be, let's, let's get it, let's be real. And I hate to start off on a, on a negative, but I've just been waiting to get this out all day because I want to know if, if you agree with me or not, all of you. I don't think he has got us playing better at the back. And if Watford have had any bit of strikers, we could have lost six or seven three yesterday. What are you saying, yeah. Dan? Yeah, I'm going to totally agree with you with what we <laughs> saw yesterday. But that's why we don't play four at the back because that's what happens. That's why Arteta's tried to change things. David Luiz is absolutely hopeless four at the back. He's clueless, absolutely clueless. And Rob Holding, I mean, every time he has come into the game, he's the most inconsistent defender I think that I've seen in a long time. He looks top drawer against Southampton. Then he come on and everyone said he was garbage against Sheffield United. I thought he was really poor yesterday against Watford. Uh, We're seeing now why Arteta is wanting to play with, with the five at the back, three at the back, who you want to call it, because we haven't got anybody that can partner each other and be consistently good. I'm seeing a couple of strong players. I thought that Aubameyang was great. I thought Tierney was great again. Uh, Huge fan of Danny Sabahs in the first half, and I thought Maitland-Niles was a a really good uh, player. And, of course, my man of the match again was Martinez in goal. 
Uh, but I thought there were some really weak links out there. You know, I thought Joe Willock had a really good uh, first 15, 20 minutes. And then I thought he was awful. Absolutely appalling. Um, you know, so many balls that he just did not see. You know, the runs. You see a Bamiang and Lackett getting so frustrated with Joe Willock. Like, listen, how can you not see us? We're moving. We're running. And I don't want to get on the kid's back because he is young and he's still learning. But... That's when you you know someone's going to make it, like the Fabregas would have seen that pass, or Saka, or maybe even Martinelli would have seen that ball. That's the kind of difference for me. Or even Joe Willock might have seen it. No, oh, I don't want to mention that dude. We seem to <laughs> we seem to mention him every week, and he's not even playing, so I'm not bringing him up. But for me, that's when you see someone special uh, and a player that is going to be a true Barakpom or maybe an Alex Iwobi or somebody like that. And that's what I think Joe Willock will be. Reese Nelson come on and did pretty well. That's one of the better games I've seen him come on. I thought Pepe looked pretty lively in parts. Um, but as an overall performance, Craig, I'm looking at that thinking, this is worrying if we're going to mm. be playing like this against Chelsea because it's going to be a repeat of Baku. And yeah. I don't think it will be the same team, but I think it will be majority of the same players. Um, you know, you might see Saka come in, you might see a different like a formation, a back three. But um he brought Kalasanak on and I know I have a go at him and stuff, but I actually feel sorry for the lad. You know, he's that bad. It was that bad of a performance when he come on. It's like I don't even want to slate him anymore. I've done enough of that. It's just proven that guy is just not good enough as a footballer, let alone for Arsenal. It was just an embarrassing shambolic substitute. It was no need for it. I didn't understand what it was doing. He just, I know that Sar's a really good player, but just walks past him like he's not there. Um, a poor player. And people say to me, he's got good strength. Go and be a bouncer then, because you're not a footballer, son. You know, he's just not good enough at all, that bloke. He is not good enough. So I think when it comes to it, there's some positives to take from certain individuals. I think since Project Restart, Danny Ceballos or Bamiang and Tierney are three of those. And of course, our goalkeeper. But we've still got some weak links in there. And it does worry me going into this weekend, Craig. You know, it does. Because if Watford can do that, the Chelsea strikers are going to have an absolute field day if we play and defend like that. So I'm with you there, mate. I think that four at the back does not go. It's got to be the three at the back that's been working for the last few weeks. And I think that Arteta will revert to that. Mark, a lot of, you know, people are telling me that, you know, I, I'm wrong and this, that and the other. And I understand that you can't. I mean, someone's just put, you know, someone's just put this here in the comments that... Um, about the defence, you, you can't make a silk silk purse out of a sow's ear. Yes, I, oh, I, can. I, I understand that. But do you think we missed Mustafi yesterday? Old Simon, did we miss yes. Simon yesterday? Yes. yes, yes, we have. We have missed him. He, he has cemented, <laughs> cemented himself in that team since Arteta's come back. And that, is a, that, that just about sums up the sorry state of affairs that this football club is in, is when we're actually missing a pile of poo like that you know that he is the best of a bad bunch now we're talking about recruitment again you know we know these players are not good enough that is a fact you know and he you know like that guy says that's a saying that's older than me you know it is we Arteta is so up against it if he thought he had a job on his hands before he come He's now fully aware of the job that he has got. Oh, you know, it is, it's an absolute shambles, you know, that not a, not a man out there is capable of doing his own job. You know, um, we could say that Aubameyang, you know, should be, 
uh, scoring more, taking more chances. You know, he's a sort of a one in two chance kind of man, which is good enough for me. It's good enough for, you know, nearly good enough to win the golden boot. But, you know, Eddie, Nikita, Eddie yesterday could have put that game to bed, you know, but it's, the whole, it's like the whole game, the whole team's just set up to try and get a golden boot. You know, that's fair enough. But get the game one first. You know, Eddie should be, Eddie should be burying that chance. I don't know whether he's looking for him. Um, it's just, it's just a mess, isn't it? He's an absolute mess. Um, but it's a nothing game. Well, it was a nothing game for us. So we we'll move was on. Was it, Omar? Because surely, surely, surely yesterday was a game to play, uh, to cement your cup final place. Oof. Was it? I mean, you say that, but in all too often you see teams that qualify for the cup final, then the lads take the foot off the gas because they don't want to get injured. They won't go for that 50-50 tackle in case they get injured for the cup final. All eyes, all eyes on the cup final. You know, they, they weren't out there putting it about. Um, it's, it's a sad, sad state. You know, as you said before the show, you know, Rob Holding, he is a good enough squad player, but he ain't good enough to get in this team, is he? You know, he's not good enough for Arsenal so. Football Club. You know, and if we start with Rob Holding on Saturday, we are not going to have a happy ending <laughs> to what has been a miserable season. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, it's, it's bad. Harry, um, Watford had 19 shots <laughs> yesterday. And I thought that... Um, sorry for the unprofessionalism of Mr. G- Mr. Lee Judges. Very poor, Harry. Well, carry on. We'll carry on. We'll mute him, will we? Yeah, look, we'll mute. There you go. You can you can have a laugh there now. That Harry, nineteen shots Watford had yesterday, um, but we're defending better. Yeah. Sorry, Talk you just broke up there, mate. What did you say? We're defending better after nineteen shots. Yeah, well, after after yeah, after conceding nineteen shots, but we're defending better as a team. I think that. We have defended better as a team overall um, since Mikel Arteta's coming in. The facts, the facts prove that. The stats prove that. Um, I think yesterday, I think Mikel Arteta was maybe toying with the idea of changing it up for the cup final because I think he is starting to get a little bit concerned by the lack of creativity that this Arsenal team has. And maybe he felt that if Xhaka played that sort of hybrid role sort of as a deep line midfielder, but dropping into the back line when we don't have possession. Maybe he thought that would help us progress the ball better, but I think he was quickly brought back down to earth and he'll realise now that that is not the way forward. We just don't have the personnel to play that way. Dan touched on it. Lewis was was all over the shop. He normally is in a four. Rob Holding was a effing disaster um, and he has been a few times he's played now. So, I think we are defending better as a team, but that's that's when we play in that back three. And I think that Emi Martinez deserves a lot of credit mm. in terms of the way the defence has progressed because he's coming out and he's catching things and he's dominating his penalty area. And as good a shot stopper as Bern Leno is, he doesn't do all of those things. He's not that old school type goalkeeper like Martinez is. And that's allowed us to settle a little bit at the back. But Villa... I didn't think we defended particularly badly at Villa as a team. We we didn't create enough and we lost the game 1-0. Um, against Watford, though, the defence was all over the place. You're absolutely right. But I think people need to chill out a little bit because this was... Uh, the, the game against Villa and Watford were two games that Arsenal just needed to get through without any damage being done. Um, I, I don't think that those performances will have any bearing on the way we play in the FA Cup final. I might be, you know, I might regret saying this, but 
I genuinely don't think that that's going to have any sort of bearing on the way we go out there on Saturday. There will be a game plan. We've got time to prepare for the match. And I expect Arsenal to go out and give a really, really good account of themselves and remind everybody that we have actually improved under Mikel Arteta, whether people want to say it or not. Lee, what are your thoughts on yesterday's game, mate? Well, I, do you know what? I'm going to be honest with you, right? <clears throat> I think these two games have been great. They've been absolutely great because it shows you on the game against Aston Villa, when we when we had to go, we went three at the back, it showed that we've got no creativity whatsoever, so we need to get somebody in that midfield to create. Uh, then when we went to a back four, and we I thought we created a lot, we looked like half decent, but the back was a shambles. The fact of the matter is, I think Mikel Arteta wants to play two two systems. And I think if you're going to attack this league and, and do well in it, you're going to have to have two systems. One, when you go away from home, when you're going to not have so much of the ball, when you go to the big guns. And when you're at home, be able to break teams down when you've got to go to a back four. And then, unfortunately, we haven't got the personnel to, to do that. It, and it, it, it's shown, you know, we needed... When we when we, against Aston Villa, Harry, you know, I, I said I wasn't going to agree with Harry today, but I'm going to have to agree with him. Like, you know, the defence was quite quite good at, at Villa because we had the three, but we just didn't create nothing. Once we once we so so we we go to we concede like well, right, we 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 let off the we we take an extra defender out, put him in midfield, and look at the shambolics it was yesterday. They come through us, Watford. By the way, got relegated yesterday. If nobody knows. Like every single time they looked like they was going to score. Every single time they attacked us, whether it be down the flanks or through the middle, they looked like they was going to score. Now, Danny Welbeck become uh, Ian Wright, um, Marquis player, like, you know, same sort of player. Like, he was absolutely outstanding yesterday. Like, you know, now we know Danny Welbeck's a good player, but he's not an outstanding player. And the fact of the matter is, Arsenal defence made him look outstanding. And this is what we've got to do. We've got, if they've got to be in a lot of them. I'm going to tell you this now. Rob Holding's not good enough. Not good enough for, for what we need. He's a good player to come in as a squad player. But when it really matters, he's going to, you know, and <clears throat> listen, I, I, I totally get that he's going to have good games. He's going to have good games because you know why? He's a professional footballer. Of course, he's going to have good games. But it's not about having one good game, three bad games, one good game. It's about being consistent all the way through. Eight out of tens, eight out of tens all the time. And when it really, I don't know about you, boys, but every time Watford went forward yesterday, I was nervous. Yes, and I, was I don't I. want that with an Arsenal back four or a back three. I want us to, you know, but when we played against Manchester City, I was confident that, that Manchester City weren't going to score because we was fantastic. We was we was on it. Now, if we're going to play that with a back three, and I think that we're going to have to do that, we've still got to get the right balance of the midfield players in, in there, you know, a two. That is where someone like Papati or somebody of that ilk has got to come in there and command and demand and get around the pitch physically and we add the legs, which Xhaka hasn't got. You know, when we're at home and we're playing a four, three, 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 I think that Xhaka, Sabias and another Grealish would be an absolute fantastic midfield for us to go to go for an F. And then Xhaka will come into his own. But I think you've got to have to get somebody in there. You know, we need to... We, David Louise proved it yesterday. He was absolutely outstanding against Man City when he had two central defenders defending in front of him. Mm. You know, and then he can do all the other work. But when there was one, he, he has to defend as well. He ain't up for the... He ain't up for it. So I see, hopefully, Arteta is looking at him thinking, I want David Louise next season 
So when I get two top-class central defenders, when I go away to Liverpool, when I go away to Manchester City, when I go away to Tottenham, when I go away to Chelsea, I can play a back three and know that he can be, he, he's the man to go. It, and, and if, you know, touch with when we get to Europe. But when we're playing at home and realistically, you're having more percentage of the ball, I do not want to see next season the other teams looking more dangerous because that is not on. You know, 60% of the play we had yesterday and they created more chances than us. And basically, you know, as we, we're going to say it now, if it wasn't for our goalkeeper at home to a relegation team, we would have lost that game yesterday. You know, we're thinking, you know, I don't think anybody can argue. I know what uh, Dan's said about players coming into the side and all that, that done well. The man in the match yesterday wasn't even up for debate. Straight away, goalkeeper, Martinez. It's not good enough. It is not good enough. And he's been man in the match for the last few weeks? Well, well, he's been there or thereabouts. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, but when you look at the game against Manchester City, he, he never had a really a shot. He, he had one shot to save, which, which was uh, the Mares one. And that is what you want from a top-class goalkeeper, to have one or two things to do in a game. Not 34. It ain't good enough, boys. It's not good enough. And... I think, you know, I do agree with Harry. It is about getting through these games. But basically, you still don't want to be letting teams create chances on you and giving you confidence. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I, I honestly think that if it had gone free and they would, we could have lost that game yesterday and the confidence may be a little bit there. Hopefully, they've just brushed it aside and, and forgot about <coughs> it. Like, because, you know, it's not good enough. Well, I mean, Dan, like the season is, the season is over now, thank God, and you know, we've got one game left. Happens to be the FA Cup final. You know, our backdoor backdoor entrance to Europe um, could be. Um, obviously, now with Spurs finishing six, it was it's Wolves um, that we will take the place of. Um, it's mm. all down to Saturday. The whole season is down to Saturday. Uh, we've got to beat Chelsea uh, at Wembley. Something we've done, we've done before. Um, we have a, quite a good um, record against Chelsea at Wembley. Um, is there any way, I mean, against Liverpool and against Manchester City, I'm super confident, as as you all know. But I'm just not confident for this week at all. Um, I think I'm still haunted by Baku. I think it could be a repeat of Baku but it could be an Arsenal side that turns up like we did against Man City. And we've got to hope that it's that. We have to. Um, it's going to be different tactics to Man City because Man City cut inside. Um, so we allowed them the wings. I don't think we can allow Chelsea the wings. And the reason we can't is because they've got Pulisic and Willian that are going to be smashing that ball into someone we know very, very well called Olivier yeah. Giroud, who is going to have an absolute field day. So. We have to try and keep it through the middle now, and it's going to be quite different tactics for Arteta. I can see us going back to a three at the back. I hope and pray that it is Tierney, uh, Lewis, and it's got to be holding. Um, but I'd quite like to see uh, some different wing backs. I'd quite like to see Saka given a go because he just seems to have disappeared outside now. I think I'd like to see him and Mate the Niles as our two fullbacks. I think Bellerin will probably get the nod, but I'd like to see that because I think that back line gives us a little bit more athleticism um, and I think it can try and keep things quiet wide um, because Mate the Niles I thought was outstanding um, against Man City. Uh, I kind of expect to see somebody else in midfield. I expect to see kind of as opposed to the wide players, I, to, I, I kind of expect to see a Bamiyang and Lacazette up top 
And then I think he might go Pepe in behind with Sabayos and Chaka, something like that, and try and sit up a bit differently. And um, I think it's going to be complete different. But listen, we can against Chelsea. We can. They got real poor defenders and a poor keeper as well. So there's nothing stopping us scoring. It could be a good game, boys, this. It could be like a 3-2, you know, uh, because neither team can defend. And it's going to be a real interesting kind of game to see who wants it more because we should be going out to get that trophy because it means more to us than Chelsea because Chelsea have got their Champions League football. Last time we said that, Chelsea didn't need to beat us and they did. We needed to win the Europa League for Champions League and we didn't. We now need to win the FA Cup, not for Europe, because in my opinion, I don't care about that. I still don't. I still stand by my, my stand by what I said. I don't think Europe makes a damn bit of difference, personally. However, winning that cup does, because it's a trophy at the end of what has been a shambolic season, an absolutely abysmal season, one that I will not be uh, telling the grandchildren, so to speak, in a few years' time, trust me, because it was absolutely horrendous. From start to finish, from uh, managers getting sacked to a pandemic to VAR to inconsistent referees to sending off handballs and offsides, it's been an absolutely shambolic season and one that I don't want to see much of. Uh, so I'd, I'll be happy to see the back of. But it's all on this weekend, Craig. And if we can get that trophy, then it will be what has been a poor season. It will just make it that little bit better. So come on, Arsenal. Yeah, winning the FA Cup, Mark. Um like Dan says, will be, you know, the only highlight, a good highlight, I suppose, of a poor season. But winning the FA Cup, Mark, is it, do you want to win the FA Cup because it's the FA Cup or do you want to win it because it gets us into Europe? Uh, Dan, I couldn't, couldn't care less about Europe. Win the FA Cup because it's what we do, the Arsenal. We win trophies. We have done it consistently, even when we've been at our absolute worst uh, towards the end of... Arsene Wenger's years, we were still winning multiple FA Cups, which is something them down the road just do not do. They are not winners. They are not trophy hunters like we are. We win the FA Cup. The FA Cup is ours. Yeah, we are the record holders for this tournament. So let's have a bit of fight. Let's have a bit of determination. Let's go out there and do what we should have done in Baku, you know. I'm looking at Ashley Maitland-Niles, Lucas Torreira, Lacazette, Aubameyang and Granit Xhaka, who didn't turn up last last season in the cup final in Baku, and they're the only remaining senior players, you know, forget class and that, they're the only remaining senior players in that squad who, who owe us, mm. and they owe us big time. And when I say us, I mean the entire Arsenal fraternity. They owe us a performance on a big stage against a big team, and they owe us that cup. You know, they've had... They've been well greased their palms over the last three, four, five years, them lads. And it's time to time to uh, pay back now. You know, and that goes as well for young Willock and Saka. You know, they were in that squad. You know, they 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 know they let us down. They let themselves down more more importantly, you know, but they let the Arsenal Football Club down. So this weekend they they need to turn up for themselves, really, because if they don't, they're finished, a lot of them. Harry, just before I come and see I got I love these kind of comments. Look at this up. Uh, why did you copy the Arsenal Vision podcast title of this video? Oh, sorry, I never saw the I never saw the Arsenal Vision's podcast title of the video. Um, I think uh, any Arsenal podcast, I think a few Arsenal podcasts could be called that this week. Dearie me, son, I need to get out more. Harry, how what do we? What beat did you call it? Um, you... Thank God it's over. 
It's not over though. Well, it is, isn't it? The no, league's it's over. Premier League. Not over yet. It's not over. The season's yeah. not over. It is over. The season's over. We can still win something. Oh, yeah, a, major, a major trophy is still available. And we've got a 50-50 chance of winning a major trophy. All right. Okay. Well, look, something you, then I, down the road ain't done for... I'll tell you what I'll do what, then. I'll tell you 30 what I'll do. years? God for, knows, For, for Jeannie God or knows. Jenny. Jenny, is it? Jeannie. I'll tell you what I'll do. And for Mark, when it's over, I'll change the name of it. How's that? <laughs> Yeah, change I'll change the name of it. Uh, it's I'll almost the over. <laughs> yeah. Thank God it's almost over. Is that all right? One, one more week. Yeah. Is that is that all right, Jenny, if I change it to it's almost over? Only on your say-so, though, because I don't want you to upset you now. Don't want to get, you know, don't want to think we're copycats. <laughs> Harry, um, how do we beat Chelsea on Saturday? Um... I think Dan was right when he said that the setup, I guess formation-wise, it should be the same as what we saw against City, what we saw against Liverpool. But obviously, Chelsea carry different threats, don't they, to um, to what Manchester City do. Olivier Giroud is in excellent form at the moment. He gives you a really different problem, which is a physical presence, the ability to bring other people in the game. And what Chelsea do really, really well, they do use the width really well and they do pick him out as a target in the middle, but you'll also see the likes of Pulisic or William, whoever it is, make these diagonal runs in field towards Giroud because the ball sticks with him and he is able to bring people into the game. We saw it at Arsenal. Yes, he used to miss his fair share of chances from time to time, but his link-up play is second to none. And I think with Arsenal, maybe there's an argument to say that we should play a slightly higher line than we did against Manchester City. Because Olivier Giroud doesn't have that pace to get in behind you. I know they've got other players that do, but you'd imagine he's going to be the spearhead of their attack and their furthest uh, point forward. So I just think maybe there's a case, instead of playing sort of on the edge of our six-yard box like we were doing at times against Manchester City, just to push up that little bit more. Because if Giroud is asked to run in behind, you kind of nullify his threat a little bit. Long story short, you want to keep Giroud as far away from your penalty area mm-hmm. as for as long as you can. Um, that's really, really important. So I would like to see Arsenal be a little bit more aggressive in terms of pushing up the pitch that little bit more. Lee, what about you? I mean, it's all very well saying, oh yeah, I'm confident, I'm confident. But <laughs> I, like I said, and like I said, I, re- I replied to one of your tweets today, that final in Baku is really haunting me. And I can't... Mm. I can't... I get that. I do get I that. Just, when those players go out onto that pitch again in a cup final against Chelsea. I just hope those thoughts don't come flooding back, you know? Yeah, I, I honestly think that this game's going to be tougher for us defensively. I really do, because um, what I feel is that... I, I, I said on the preview show with uh, Dan that I, I fancied against Man City because they haven't got a plan B. So we could like um, let them get the crosses in. And, and if we can get in front against them, then they 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 find it a lot harder to break us down. With Chelsea, it, it's the opposite. You know, what I mean, like if we let them go to the wide areas, you know, they've got their strongest player. Giroud's strongest part of his game is his heading. Our weakest part of our game is our heading. So that they're going to use that to exploit it. So I, I totally agree with Harry. What is Oliver Giroud's weakest point of his game? And that is. Um, Getting running in behind, he ain't got a lot of pace. So for me, we've got to get right up on the halfway line and stop that, stop him being 
anything dangerous. And that means then the wide players have got to to be the, the two to, to block out their wide players. And that so whoever he chooses a wing backs, whether it be Maitland Niles or Bellerin or if, if he's going to bring in uh, Sacco, that is the key. We've got to nullify him from that, that area. Now, I don't know about you, but I was hoping Giroud was going to get injured this week. And I, I'm, I'm going to be keen, you know, I'm hoping that uh, Frank Lampard um, has, a, has a meltdown and feels that he's going to play Abraham instead of him, like, you know what I mean? So I would like to see um, that happen. If that happens, I'll be even more confident. I just think that that's the way we've got to do it. And I think at the end of the day, we've got to be a little bit more braver, a little bit more bolder against um, Chelsea than we was against City. So I think that we can't afford to just sit back and let them and soak it all up and hit them on the break. Listen, I, I think that if I was Mike Mikko Arteta, I have a little look at the um, the way Liverpool played against them the other night. Then they scored five against them. You know, I know that Liverpool are a different sort of side, but that, that sort of copybook what they done, how they got in and around them and stopped and and, and created a lot of chances. That's what we've got to do. I think that. Um, if they have a weakness, Chelsea, like Manchester City, is their back foot, back three or back four? I think they can be got at, especially with the way Aubameyang's playing. I think with, with whatever you can say about the last two games and the Watford game, you know, uh, Aubameyang was in absolute superb form yesterday. That goal, that, the goal that he got, you know, hasn't really got... I couldn't believe, by the way, that weren't on the goal of the seasons for the match of the day. I thought it was absolutely superb goal. Absolutely brilliant. You know what I mean? Breathtaking. I see a free kick getting in in front, in front of it. You know what I mean? Like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. What, the, the touch to knock it up and then bang it in like that, being held back. I thought it was a fantastic goal. He will be a problem for them. And I think somewhere along the line, you've got to say, oh, we're worried about their player. We're worried about Giroud. They've got to be worried about our players as well because we have got some exciting players going forward, you know. Pepe, to me, is going to be a real key player for us on um, on Saturday because he's the one that can ghost past players and make things happen. We haven't really got anybody else that will pick the ball up and, and weave away past two or three players. or and We haven't got no one. He can do that. So I think that he'd be very much of a key player. And I think that we've got to go a little bit more attacking against Chelsea. But I I, I think it's a great opportunity for Arsenal as, a, as, a, as players, particularly because we've all been a little bit... I don't know about you, but I've, I've never been quite in love with this team because of what happened in Baku, the way that they fell apart, the way they give up. And that includes Aubameyang, it includes all of them that are out there. They've got a chance to redeem themselves on, mm -hmm. on Saturday. Sometimes that can take years. It'll never, ever happen. But within one year, they've got a chance of playing Chelsea yeah. in a cup final to take revenge. And if that ain't enough motivation for you to get out there and do it, then I don't know what is. And I, I, I feel that we've got a great chance against Chelsea. I really do. I think we've got a great chance. Wembley is locked back who, you know what I mean? Like um, Whether it's Thank empty God. or not. Yeah, I think that we Wembley suits, suits the way we play as well. We, we win there more than, more, more than not. And I think that, um, you know, I think that we should be um, feeling confident because it is Wembley. Why not, you know, let's embrace it. It's Wembley. Let's go for it. And and I, I think that we'll be, uh, come come Saturday evening, we're going to be very, very happy. That's my personal opinion. Harry, I want to get your opinion on this. This one comes in from Karen. She says, Craig, don't forget that Emery was in charge um, at Baku. Uh, it's Arteta now. Um, you know, that's a big change. Um, she has a good point there, I suppose. Yeah, I look. I, it, it was no secret I didn't really like Unai Emery, but I don't 
solely blame Unai Emery for what happened that one particular oh, no. night. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I think the players let him down that night. Um, I think what Unai Emery done in the build-up to that game led to what happened in Baku in the sense of with his chopping and changing and the way we collapsed in the league, it just put us in a, on a downer. Um, so I blame him for that. But in terms of the one-off game, I, I don't really think he was to blame. But I guess with Mikel Arteta, what we have seen, we spoke about it earlier on, is that when we do try and sit off a team and we do accept that maybe we're not as good as, as the opposition, we do seem to be getting results at the moment or at least being more competitive. So you can take encouragement from the fact that Mikel Arteta is in charge of that going into this one rather than Unai Emery in that sense. Um, but look, they're, they're two young managers. They're both learning still. Frank Lampard's had a, an extra year on Mikel Arteta, of course, um, at Derby County out there on his own. But I guess you can sort of counter that by saying, yeah, but Mikel Arteta has been working alongside the very best. And so maybe that kind of evens the playing field a little bit. I think they're both interesting. They're both tactically. I And I know this is probably like me sort of jumping the gun a little bit in terms of saying that I think Arsenal can do it. But based on what I've seen, I do think that Mikel Arteta tactically is ahead of Frank Lampard. I just think that Frank Lampard's got better players at his disposal. Yeah, and that's right why on. you've seen such a big difference in the two sides in terms of their Premier League sort of performances. But going into a one-off game, I, I do believe that Mikel Arteta will at least do his homework, will be well-researched. And if the players don't let him down, then I don't see why why we can't uh, turn Chelsea over. Mark, redemption, like like um, like Lee said, redemption doesn't come around um, no, this, right. this, as, as quickly. Yeah, as quickly as this. Um, Lee's right in what he says. A lot of players out there, and like you said, um, they owe us. Um, they owe us a result uh, on Saturday. They owe themselves um, as well. Yes, they owe themselves. Yeah, I mean, and Lee Lee has a point there as well. I mean, to be, a, we, you know, we have Pierre Abam, we have Pierre Emerick Aubameyang up front. Um, I'm not sure the Chelsea Chelsea back four are going to look to are going to be looking forward uh, to playing against him at the weekend. We just hope that David Luiz has got his little mistake where he, he likes to give a penalty away. We know that he's done it this weekend. Let's hope he's just got that little bit out of his system <laughs> before he goes to the cup final. And that's what we're hoping, isn't it? You know, because it's kind of like every other game. So we're banking on that. So as long as we get the right protection around Luiz and we get the right protection around Jacker, as long as we set up that spine, but you know, it's quite right in what Harry's saying, you know, they will drag us. They will drag us wide and they will be pinging balls in left, right, and centre. I think one of the one of the one of the guys in the uh, girls in the chat said something about um uh, Pulisic against Bellerin, you know, that that is not something to be going to bed Friday night thinking about because you will not get a lot of sleep. Mm. You know, that that is that is not good. But, it, you know, if we can double bank, you know, if we can get wing-backs, wing-backs like Saka and Maitland-Niles in there protecting Tierney and um, what have you, you know, then I, I think there, there's a team there. There's a team there to be set up. And I think I would like to see Louise Tierney and one other in the in in the back three, and then I'd like to see Saka and Maitland Niles. You no, know, so uh, I, personally, I'll drop better in. I've got to be honest. I'll, I'll just say no, you know, no thanks. And I would say to Maitland Niles, you know, who's been playing pretty well when he's come on. To be fair, you know, he is the future of our football club. Not better in. And I, and I would just say to Maitland Niles, you know, this this is your chance, as we say, at redemption for Baku. You know, he he was there in the starting lineup um, when Bellerin was planting trees or whatever. I don't know what he was doing, but. Um, I don't know what he's been doing all season, to be honest. But 
you know, we, we can win this. It's a cup final. You know, Watford have won it. We're going to win it. You know, we are the underdogs. We know that. We're not stupid. You know, um, Chelsea just finished in the Champions League. They're still in the Champions League. You know, uh, unfortunately, you know, we're not living in normal times. So if we was living in normal times, Chelsea would probably have Bayern Munich to contend with on Wednesday night. But they haven't. They've got a full week to recover and prepare. It's, that's, that's disappointing. When I, when I checked the fixtures and that, I was, I was hoping Chelsea were going to have a good week game against Bayern, you know, to think about going away a couple of days after us. But they haven't. They've got a full week to think about that. So that that's annoying. So... I don't know. We're just we're hopeful, and we? we're open. We're open that it's um, it's going to be the you know what it is. You know, we, we matched them in Baku. We talk about Baku being like horrific and horrendous and what have you. You know, we outplayed them second half. Well, that sounds stupid because it was nil nil at half time, but we had all of the ball second half. You know, the stats back that up, and you know we had just as many chances of them. I think it's fourteen to fifteen, something. You know, so you know the stats are not far off. They took their chances. We did not, and that's what I'm saying. I'm calling out Laka, calling out Uber. You know, you cannot be missing chances this weekend, boy. Because yeah, that is yeah. the difference no. between winning major trophies and not get a chance, bury it. Absolutely, um, Dan. Looking forward, looking forward to next season now. I mean, it's a very short break. Um, I think it starts again on the 12th of September. Um, you know, short break. Um, lots of transfer rumours flying around the place. We can forget about the uh, Upper Macamo one because um, he's just signed a contract extension um, with Lyspig, I think. Is it Red Bull Lyspig he plays for? Um, he, so he signed a contract extension. Lots of talk around um, a swap deal uh, plus cash, Guendouzi for Coutinho. Um, Coutinho and um, Vidal, I think, was the other was was the other uh, thing I've heard. Um, you know, is Jack, that a sponsorship deal for Lee again? <laughs> nah, he wishes. <laughs> um, next season, Dan. To soon, Vidal. Vidal. Vidal Sassoon. A lot of Arsenal fans, I think, next year, Dan, are expecting a miracle. Um, and I just want those fans to kind of calm down a small bit because I expect some improvement. But I'm not... I mean, I go on Twitter there and a lot of people are, you know, they're expecting... You know, if Aubameyang signs his contract, they're expecting all these players to just come out of nowhere. Um, and we're going to finish top four and we're going to challenge again and we're going to get in the Champions League. I'm sorry. Um, I can't see that happening. Can you? Listen, we need a lot of work to be looking at challenging for Liverpool and Man City. But we also need a lot of work to be looking to challenge for the top four. Um, Manchester United and Chelsea are going to spend... Liverpool and Man City are going to continue to dominate. We need to be up there with Man United and Chelsea next season. And the only way that we're going to do that is to get the right players in. I don't care if we do not spend hundreds and hundreds of millions. I've said this before. If we get the right players in, it will work. I'd never heard of N'Golo Kante or Riyad Mahrez when they went to Leicester. Mm-hmm. They've now won Premier League titles. You don't need five, to buy... 500,000, 
we had Mares went to Leicester for. There we go. And we can take it back, Craig, and say that we paid that for Nicholas and Elka. So it isn't about what you spend. It's about the right player fitting in to Arteta. Some of our best signings over the last couple of years were six and eight million pounds in Guendouzi and Martinelli. Yeah, Kieran Tierney was 25 million, an absolute steal. That's cheap, we haven't even, spent yeah. really cheap, yeah. So when you look at 70 million for, you know, or sorry, 80 million, sorry, for Harry Maguire, has that really worked out at Man United? I don't think so, personally. So it's not about how much we spend. I would like Upper Mokano. I'd also like Thomas Party. I'd like Jack Grealish. But if we can't afford those players, because for whatever reason we can't and we haven't got the money, then you look at the next best option. If you can't buy Thomas Party, we need a defensive midfielder or a box-to-box one with some pace and presence, then look at the Corey from Watford who's just gone mm-hmm. down if you can't yeah. afford Party. If you can't get Jack Grealish, then go to Salzburg and get Zosboslia. There we go. Just about got his name right. From Salzburg, his 19-year-old, looks decent box-to-box um, midfielder, right? If you cannot get him and you cannot get up on Meccano, go and buy Gabriel Magales from Lille. He'll be £22 million cheaper. There are options, Craig. It's not just about those three players we've been linked with that everybody wants. We need players. If we have to sell before we buy, that's fine. Whatever happens, we have to sell some of this dead wood. And whether it's El Neni or Mustafi or Kalasnak or Chaka or whoever it wants it to be, some of them have to be gone because we cannot keep this team because we're going to finish 8th or 9th again. Arteta knows it. After the Aston Villa game, when that stupid plane went over, which I don't want to bring up, he then was asked about it and he said, this board and these owners are fully behind me. And the fans need to believe that because Otherwise, I wouldn't come out and say it. And that, to me, was very telling. He has told that board what he wants, what positions he wants, and I believe who he wants. And we're going to see in the summer if they back him. And if they don't, then it won't be Arteta that we'll be having to blame. It will be this board. And that's when we have to come together as a fan base, which I believe is still impossible, to make something happen and change. But let's hope that this board back Arteta, because we've seen it with other managers. They've been backed. And look at what they've done. Jurgen Klopp's team was very similar in terms of strength and depth to Arsenal's when he took over at Liverpool. They had Balotelli, they had Lucas, they had Sacco, they had Lovren. Look at what they've got now. And we have got the Mustafis and the El Ninis and the Kalasanaks at the moment. So let's see if we can improve on that and see what we can do next season. But this is a huge, huge summer for Arsenal. Massive. An interesting one coming there from uh, our good friend Chris, Harry. Um Gwendouzi should not be getting sold. Is there any way back for Gwendouzi? Doesn't look like it. Um, based on what we're seeing, he's he's obviously um, sort of being cast aside. We're hearing that he's been training on his own with a, a member of the medical staff and that's it. Clearly something's gone on there. Um, I don't believe that Mikel Arteta would be taking such drastic action after just that Brighton incident. We heard stories of them sort of not getting on on the training ground of Genduzi playing up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So he's obviously upset Mikel Arteta. He's obviously really made a poor impression on the manager. Look, if you're not going to use him, then sell him. You know, what's the point in keeping him around? I never particularly thought that Matteo Genduzi was as good as some people were making out. I think he worked hard. I think he um, is a very physical player, plays with his heart on his sleeve, etc. But in terms of like football intelligence and 
positioning and discipline. He lacks all of those things for me. That's based on what we've seen of him so far. Mm. Do I want to sell him? If I had the choice and his attitude was right, I, I, I have a little bit of hope that there is a player in there and that the right coach could develop him into something very good. But if the attitude's wrong as well, then get rid. What is the point? I mean, how long are we going to keep players around the club that clearly don't want to play for us? You know, he's obviously got an attitude problem. You either back the manager or you back Genduzi in this. If you back Mikel Arteta, then you just got to trust that he's getting this right. Um, you know, we have seen petulance from Matteo Genduzi. I don't know why it's come as such a shock to people that he's fallen out with a manager. This is a guy that goes and tells opposition players about him earning more money than them. And the, the joke is he doesn't even earn more money than Neil Mopé, which is what the, the, the joke of the whole thing was. So, mm. that yeah, there is potential there. And I, I do believe the right coach might be able to unlock that. But whoever that coach is, is going to have one hell of a difficult task on his hands if the player hasn't got the right attitude. So if he's acting up, get rid. What's the point? Just get rid. Do you know much about this young lad from Sport in Lisbon, Harry, that we're supposed to be looking at? I don't, but I don't. I haven't seen a great deal of him other than sort of what I've read and stuff. The problem is that um, I think he's got a mega release clause um, because they've got really high hopes for him, and I just can't see Arsenal going out and then going after a player in that position if it means they're going to spend pretty much all of their transfer budget. I just can't see it for me. Do you think as well, Harry? Do you think as well? We've had the couple of, sorry, Craig, we've had a couple no, of the on. Portugal lads that we've been linked with. Obviously, Jolson Fernandez, William Carvalho for years, Jelson Martin, mm. Martins. They, they seem to just always come out when they need a new contract and the agent links them with us and they never come. That's what this one sounds like to me. He's well, got the same I've, agent, that Kia guy is he his agent again, isn't he? Just seems a bit weird to me. I think Alfa Meccano's done now, I'm afraid. I think what's happening is what you guys are probably going to see now over the next few months is that with Kia Jurabchian having such a close relationship with Edu, the press are going to put everybody that is under Jurabchian's umbrella, they're going to link them with Arsenal now. It's a convenient link to make and it's not one that's outrageous when you consider the close relationship between the club and this agent. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I do think that Arsenal are probably going to lean towards Jurabchian when they're trying to do deals in the hope that, you know, it would help them in some negotiations. But you've got to take it with a pinch of salt because it's just a convenient link to make at the moment. And over the summer, get ready, guys. I know it's a short summer this year, but strap yourselves in because there are going to be rumours flying left, right and centre. <laughs> yeah, rumour. It's like, you know, Lee, we spoke about it last week. We spoke about it in the group chat um, on WhatsApp. Uh, about money. Um, people in the news telling us we've only got 30 million budget, this, that and the other. They said that last year and we went and blew our record transfer fee on um, Javinia. I mean, Pepe. Um, <laughs> so, you know, how how do we... You know, I think we've learned from last year now that we don't believe the journos anyway. Uh, when they're telling us um, about how much money we've got to spend. But I think it'll be mostly loans. But there is there is a few players out there that, that Arteta could go after, like like Dan said, and like we've always said it, you know, we want we want the round pegs to go in the round holes. Jurgen Klopp did it. Um, bought players from from Hull. And look, 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 look what he's done to him. Look what he's done to Mohamed yeah. Salah. I mean, he come from Roma for 35 million. I was taking the mick when they signed him. 
Um, yeah. Spending 35 million on him. The players are there. Just will, you know, can Arteta fish them out? The players are there, and it's up to the to the players. I don't. I'm not buying into this um, COVID thing as well. Like we ain't got no money for COVID. Like I put out a tweet today about the shirts and all that. You know, Arsenal right today have launched this lovely new kit, which you've gone and spent your money on, Craig. You know what I mean? Like uh, there's a lot of people in this this world uh, struggling business wise and everything like that. Will find the money to go and buy a shirt, uh, 80, 90 pound or whatever. Well over the top, really, for one year's use. One year's mm. use, you'll get that, Craig, because next year there'll be another kit. But you're prepared to do it. As a fan, you're prepared to give up your, your Armani boxer shorts or a pair of Hugo Boss socks for that shirt, right? So why won't the club do the same? Now, they've gone out there. If, 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 there's, no, if there's this massive pandemic and there's no money out there, Arsenal would have turned around and said, you know what, we ain't going to sell no shirts this year. We better hold it for a year. We keep the same shirts as this year, and we go next year. Have they hellers like? Because they know the fan will go out there and spend that money. So I expect the club to do exactly the same. Like because I tell you what, I'll go short to go and get a, whether it be an Arsenal something. You know what I mean? I, I've got a choice of going to, to 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 McDonald's or go to the Arsenal and get a shirt. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip McDonald's for a couple of times, and I'm gonna go there. Arsenal will. How have much you spend in McDonald's, Judge? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big eater. I'm a big eater. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, no Big Macs tonight. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, no Big Macs tonight. I'll tell you what. I went to uh, talking about. I went to Five Guys the other day. My God, that was dear. I tell you, like for a burger. Anyway, that's another story. But what I'm saying is, I still paid it. <laughs> and what I'm saying is, that there is money. Money there, they're, they're expecting the fan that's struggling with the businesses in Inferno and whatever they've done over these last few months to go out and buy that shirt. So, I expect Arsenal to go out and buy the right player. Now, Lee, Lee just sorry, sorry, no, I want to interrupt don't you there interrupt. now. A lot of people, a lot of people in here are saying you don't get money per shirt, we don't get money per shirt, we know that. But Adidas have paid Arsenal a lot of money, a lot of money, yes, they've paid Arsenal a lot of money to make our kit. Yes. So there is money. So we're, we're even if that money is available. So when they turn around saying we've got no money, right? Yeah, they have got the money. Yeah, and I can tell you a fact. A fact is this, right? I'm going to say it now. A fella come in the shop the other day works for Sky. Okay, in my shop and turn around. He was on the negotiating table for the last uh, TV deal when he turned around and they were saying about ridiculous times to put in the slots to help out the um, the foreign. Um, countries because they have ridiculous I've got something in my eye. So ridiculous um times time slots and all that. Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester City, Chelsea, Tottenham turned around and said, well we we, we, we we as long as we got the money, we're not worried about the fans. We're not worried about we we can you know as long as we've got that money, that's that's what matters. That you know, we ain't got to worry about the fans. The only thing that stops it with teams like Burnley, Leicester, those sort of teams that turned around and said, "Well, no, we we rely on the on the on the fans' money, right?" So all those big clubs were prepared to go and sign a big luxurious TV deal for, and not worry about what time the fans were going to have to get to the games and things like that. And you know, whatever time it would have been, for instance, it could be a five o'clock kickoff. You know what I mean? Like when we're still at work, that did not matter to these people. 
because it was more important about the TV money coming in. So they've got the TV money. They've got the TV money that's coming this year because they've completed the season. So don't think that these clubs are as skint as what they are. It's an excuse, right? It's an excuse. Now, Arsenal have got to buy a central defence to cut the defenders and they've got to buy a midfield player. Now, I don't care whatever you say. If they don't do it, we might as well just pack up and go away because Chelsea, Manchester United, Liverpool and Manchester City, I've got the top four sewn up as we speak at this moment. At this moment in time, they've got it sewn up, stitched up and gone. And all four of them clubs will spend money. And that means Arsenal have got to spend money to, to even get anywhere near competing with these. And if they can't, I mean, don't expect people to go and buy shirts and, and scrimp and save to go to football games when you're not doing the same. And that's where it is now for me. Like, you know, it's a big summer for Arsenal. And I think at the end of the day, Arsenal will make the, the, the right decision because I think they've got to. I mean, Chelsea, I mean, look at Chelsea, the players they've, they've brought in already. I mean, they brought in, is it uh, Timo Werner from, uh, I forget who he plays for now. And who's the lad from Ajax they bought? Dan, you know, he's, you can pronounce his oh, name. You got Zayic from Ajax. They've got uh, Havertz. Havertz is on his way apparently, yeah. and I mean two players. two players there I'd have had in the Arsenal team straight away. Oh, definitely. Know? But they've just—I don't know how. I don't know how they've done it, but they've just gone Ooh. and just plucked them, plucked them. Oh, would you come and play for us? Why you remember? Lee, do you remember what Lee? Do you remember when we've had this argument countless, countless times? And I've said to you, um, I, I, I said to you, but why? Who would want to come and play for Arsenal? Who wants to come and play for an eighth place team? Who wants to come and play for a team that haven't got Champions League football? It's being proven, mate. These players would rather go elsewhere. Well, I don't. Chelsea are always going to listen. Chelsea are always going to attract players because one, they're in the Champions League; two, they're, 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 they're going to pay high money, right? And three, they've got a chance of winning things. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm telling you this now. The kid from Brazil was growing up when kicking the ball on the beach, wasn't dreaming of playing for Chelsea because he'd never heard of them. Right, you know what I mean? But he'd have heard of Arsenal and he'd have heard of uh, Real Madrid and teams like that. Make no mistake about that. Now, Mikel Arteta has come out and said at the end of the end of it, you lots of players want to sign for his football club. And I'm not why would he lie about that? Why would he lie about that? I, I'm, I, he's come out last week. He didn't have to say it, by the way, against Aston Villa. He could ignore about that plane thing. But he come out and said, trust me, the ball are backing me. So that's all I need to know. I expect Arsenal to make the proper signings this season. And I'll tell you what, with all those Chelsea players, I don't want one of them. I don't want one of them. I don't want Werner. I don't want um, oh, the, I do. the boy from Ajax. I don't want none of them. Because they've got what we need. Well, in place of who? Who are you going to put well, him in place of? That, that Havertz would go straight in instead of Xhaka straight away, didn't he, surely? Well, not all right, well, there's player, one. But they're not the players we need. We need we need defensive options. You know what I mean? Like we need proper, proper defenders. And then we build from then on. You know what I mean? I look at Liverpool. They're built from the back. You know, Listen, yeah, I'm, I'm did, fed yeah. up with it. I'm fed up with it. Chelsea, right, over the last... They need a striker, right? They needed a striker for a year. They've gone out and got one now, right? Liverpool needed a goalkeeper and a centre-half. They've gone out again. I've been saying the same for 10 years and I still haven't got a bloody decent centre-half and a central midfield player. How long many more? You know what I mean? Manchester United are the perfect example of what it's all about. Struggling with us on the same round of points in January 
Come January transfer window, they went and spent 50-odd million on Fernandes. They are now in the uh, Champions League and they're on a different level. And that 50,000, 50 million that they've spent is a bargain. Learn your lessons, Arsenal. Right? When people turn around and say January window is not there, it can be there if you do it right. Arsenal use the January window. Oh, no one deals in January. That's what so we don't. It's an excuse. Now they're going to use COVID as an excuse. I don't want no more excuses. Get the job done. Get the players in that this football club and us fans deserve. And I mean that now. Us fans deserve. We deserve a central defender of quality. I've grown up with quality central defenders. We were crap in the 80s, but we still had David O'Leary, right? Then we had Tony Adams. Then we had Keown. I don't want to see crap defenders at this football club no more. 15 years of it is enough. I've had it. Dan, hard to. <laughs> I mean, how, how, yeah. how do you agree? You know, you, you can't disagree with that. Um, I've, been pod, I've been podcasting with Lee for, oh God, it's got to be getting on for six or seven years now. And every year he says the same thing, the poor bloke. It's just the style of player, Craig. You know, we want to see a Sol Campbell and a Patrick Vieira replacement. And we still haven't had one for 16 years. And I've lost count the amount of times I've said it on this podcast and on other stuff with people on Twitter. It is so clear and obvious for everyone to see. And Lee brings up a great point there that Chelsea needs something. They go and get it uh, when they haven't got a transfer ban. That is Liverpool go and get their goalkeeper and centre-half that they so badly need. We've needed a centre-half and a defensive midfielder for a very long time. In the Emirates era, we've had some terrible, terrible players. And trust me, if we do not get it sorted this summer, we'll be looking at 8th or 9th again, Craig. And the fans can't sit there and be shocked by it. You know, we can't sit there and go, oh, he's playing Mustafi and Chaka and we're 8th again. I'm really shocked about that. Because we're not going to be shocked, are we? We're going to see exactly the same as what we've seen in this project restart and since Arteta's taken over, which has been a better Arsenal side. But Chaka and Mustafi and Luiz and Kalasnaks, they're not brilliant players. They've just stepped up a bit. I don't believe that without... I truly believe that without signing a replacement for a defensive midfielder and a centre-half that is good enough to walk straight into that side that we're going to see an improvement. And that's what worries me. The board needs to surprise us now. And if Arteta is telling the fans to back uh, the board and, and believe that the Kroenke and the board are backing him, then we have to believe that. And hopefully we get a good summer. Mm. Mark, let's move on to predictions for the cup final, mate. Because um, unfortunately we're going to have to wrap this up in five minutes. Uh Oh, mate, I don't know. I don't know. Mark, the cup final, what what, what are you saying, mate? Um, I'm saying that William Saliba will be only our only defensive signing this summer. Um, we'll do well to get another midfielder. <laughs> Chelsea, um, we can win that. Of course we can win that. If, if he sets them up right, if they turn up with the right aptitude, they get the right energy levels... They fight for the shirt and they fight for each other. And Lady Luck's on our side and the footballing gods decide that David Luiz needs a day off. <laughs> of, uh, then, um, you know what I mean? David Luiz, he could win that cup final. He, he could win it. He, he, could, he could be monumental. And, and he could he could he could drill in a free kick from 35 yards or he could put in a free kick and he could, he could put it on... Um, you know, he could put it on Aubameyang's nut and it could just hit him and go in, you know. He, he's that nice. good. He's that good, David Luiz, you know what I mean? He, but he's also that bad. So, like I say, if he sets the team up 
big ask. This is a big ask. And we go back to just very quickly, you know, you, I think one of you was saying about, you know, um, Lampard went out, uh, I think it was Harry said he went out to Derby. He's had a year, cut his teeth, making his mistakes, and that's fair enough. Um, and, and Arteta's been under the best. You know, but let's not forget that Arteta's played under David Moyes and Arsene Wenger and then coached under Pep Guardiola. Have a little look about who Frank Lampard's played under, by the way. You know, Chelsea have had quite a few half-decent bosses in their time. Frank's been sitting there over the years, methodically watching their training methods and how they set teams up and how they work, you know, big Phil Scolari. You know, it, it goes on and on and on the list, you know what I mean, of, of, of managers, world-class Ancelotti, world-class managers Frank's been learning off for a 20-year playing career. So he's no mug. He is no mug. And um, Arteta is going to have to get this right. And as I said before, those boys, they're going to get they're going to get the chances. They're going to have to take them. If they don't, mm. you don't win football matches. Simple as that. Mm. Lee, just before I go to Harry, this one's coming for you, mate. Um, obviously, on your passionate rant. Lee, that's not the Arsenal vision. Arsenal wants beautiful football, even if it means sacrificing defence and therefore wins. Listen, that was the Arsene Wenger way, and um, we're not West Ham. On it, but it was, all, but it was also it was also his downfall. It was also mm. it, it was also his downfall, and like um, because he didn't address that that defensive side. And as as great as the football philosophy was, we had great central defenders, and we had a great player in Patrick Vieira. For all the success of Arsenal in that time, when I was watching Arsenal, when it was fantastic to watch under uh, Arsene Wenger. The catalyst of that was Patrick Vieira, and that was because he could do the lot. Mm, and I know we weren't going to replace Patrick Vieira. We're not going to replace Patrick Vieira, but we've got to get something of that standard or someone like that in the team. That Even as good as Tony Adams was, as good as Sol Campbell was, as good as Martin Keown was, they had him in front of them. And then players off the back of that, Gilberto, Edu, Ray Parler, they still had players that were prepared to do the donkey work, the dirty work, to let the players play. And until we sort that out, you we're not going to be able to play. Because Arsenal do play at the moment, but every time the team goes forward, they look like they're going to score. We've got to address it. You can still have great defenders, by the way, and have and play brilliant football. You can yeah. still do that. Absolutely. Harry, the cup final on Saturday, mate. Are you confident we're going to win it? Let's have a prediction. Yeah, I'm quite. I am qu quietly confident, actually, that Arsenal will give it a good go, and I think that um, I take confidence from those recent displays against City and Liverpool. Like I said earlier on, I'm not reading too much into the Villa and the Watford games. Um, I think it was just a case of just navigating through those without any damage, and so yeah, I, I, I do feel confident. I take confidence from the fact that although they've had some really impressive results this season, Chelsea have been at times, very vulnerable as well. Um, they're not defensively sound. Um, yes, they've got attacking talent, but I'm sure they'll be worried about what Aubameyang and Pepe and the likes of them can do as well. So I, I think we go into this one not as much of the underdogs as some people will make us out to be. Um, I think it kind of suits us to go in that way because of the way we're going to probably set up there with that defensive shape. But yeah, I, I think it's a very evenly balanced final, so you have to be positive. Lee, last word on last word on Lee judges. Um, oh, the, cup final, the, the cup final on Saturday, like I said, it's haunting me. It's haunting me, Lee. Get, get these demons oh, away from me. Exercise me oh, now. Oh, okay. Come on. I'll, I'll exercise you now. If Arsenal 
defend well. Defend well, they will win this game because we have got players that will damage Chelsea. But we have to defend like we did against City, like we did against Liverpool. If we can do that, we will be triumphant. And that is all I've got to say. And I think that if we defend well, we'll win it. Okay, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Uh, over 430 of you watching us live this week. Thank you very much indeed. Um, absolutely massive. Just before we switch off, if you could all hit that like button. Um, if I could get 400 likes on it, that would be absolutely brilliant as well. Uh, my thanks to Dan. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, boys. And uh, up the Arsenal. Thank you very much, Mark. Or Paul. Paul. It's Paul. <laughs> These times I've got to tell you. Paul Yates. How long have we known each other? I've written it on the wall, for God's sake. (laughs) Wembley, Wembley. Cup final week, boys. Come on. My thanks to Harry. Harry, Harry, have you got a podcast after this, mate? Uh, There's a little video coming out, but not a major podcast. It's not live, no. No, there's one from yesterday that you can check out. Um, Go and check out Harry's channel, Chronicles of Aguna, as always. Um, Go and have a look at his lives. Thanks very much for uh, joining us this evening, mate. Thank you. Much appreciated. Judges, thank you very much. I'm with Paul on this. You know, it's a cut final week. (laughs) Don't come around too often. But it does if you're a gooner. So enjoy it. It does if you're a gooner. It's like every other year. (laughs) So enjoy it. Okay, enjoy the cup final. We'll see you on Monday. Hopefully, we'll all be jubilant um, that we've won the cup and that we're in Europe. And it might be a bit more of a an upbeat chat. I don't know that we've got an extra six million in the pot because we've won the cup and we're in the Europa. We're in the Europa League. That's about how much you, how much you get now, isn't it? If you get into that, about six million. Forty million pound the year we got to the final. Forty million. Forty Thanks. million. Craig's had nothing but nightmares since, but that's worth it. Yeah, 40 million. I don't know. Who can you buy for 40 million nowadays? Thomas Party. If you yeah, if we all had a whip round for if we all had a whip round, we need to get another five million, don't we? Done. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, Lee can sort out the big max. We'll have a fundraiser. Yeah, we'll have a forever oh, fundraiser. We could do that, I suppose. We could do that. Thank you to all in the chat. Um, thank you to if you're watching us on Facebook. Thanks if you're watching on YouTube. Thanks if you're watching us on Twitter. Um, thanks for supporting listeners on audio, Spotify, iTunes, all that malarkey. We'll see you next week. Until we do, up the Arsenal. Take care of yourselves and each other. Where are you, Gannis? Come on, the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network.